welcome everyone. This is Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and on this episode, I am joined by a voice that I have known for probably most of her lifetime. I'm not going to give her age. I'll just say <laughs> most of her lifetime, but is someone I will say that I can remember when she was probably three or four years old, maybe. So, Megan McGee, how are you? I am wonderful. I am glad to hear your voice. I, I uh, am ashamed of the fact that I've not seen you in probably three or four, maybe even five years. So I'm ashamed to say that, but I am like grinning from ear to ear right now talking to you. So mutual. So somebody else that I talk to often, I'm not going to say I'm grinning ear from ear to talking with to you, but I'm always happy to talk to you, is my other co-host, Clarence Brown. How are you? I'm doing good, and uh, I'm grinning ear to ear because I can't wait to hear all these salacious stories from Megan about you, Cal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can probably... Um, she could probably remember all the times me and Anthony didn't get along very well and... Um, you know, all those good things. So, um, maybe I'll have to, uh, bribe, you know, like p- pay some bribe money maybe to uh, not tell the stories. But, but Megan, I got a couple of questions for you. Cause, cause let, let me kind of go back down memory lane and I okay. can remember the, uh, you know, so you were like, well, other than, uh, Shay, you were like the only girl out of all boys of all your cousins. I mean, literally, with, uh, Curtis has, you know, there's five of them and then, Le- uh, Lester and Lemetrius and then, you know, uh, John. Then, so you've got, and then here comes you and Shay. Y'all were the only two girls. So I'm remembering the boys always coming up saying, you know, X-Men, the X-Men cartoon, the X-Men comics. And I don't remember you being that much into the comics, but tell me about how you got into either comics or, into comic books or and the superhero okay. movies in general. Okay, well, just to clarify, Rhonda was the very first girl. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot. Yes, but she had a little bit of an age gap. So, like, with everybody that was around our same age, Bree and I were definitely, you know, the only two for a while. But um, I actually didn't get into it until a little bit later. I think the first super movie that I watched and actually enjoyed was probably X-Men 1. Now, I haven't read, unfortunately, many comics, but I just ordered, like, all of the X-Men comics, um, like the originals, off of Amazon. So I'm waiting for them to come in. And um, I kind of just really got in there from, like, the movies. And then, you know, they always have cartoons out. But my fear is that, like, my knowledge kind of comes from, like I said, the movies. And then, you know, there's there's always a spin of expert or, like, um, artist's expression. So I don't know if they, you know, if they really align with the comics or not. But I also have been doing my research in, like, reading, you know, people's outlines of the comics on, like, Wikipedia or whatever. But I want to go to the source, which is why I've started um, ordering the comics. But, yeah, I kind of just fell in love with the movies and the characters. And then I kind of just branched off on my own and started doing a little bit from there. But, um, yeah, I'm still – I still don't know. I know I don't have all the information. So, Clarence, coming from some, you know, I, that reminds me of how you describe yourself with Doctor Who. So kind of add in a little bit of tidbit of, you know, how you have, you know, approached being, as you used to say with Doctor Who, you were the newcomer 
compared to others. So any advice you would want to give Megan? Uh, well, I just say I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat with you. So <laughs> I think <laughs> Kyle is the only real expert here. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm kind of the same boat with you. The movies are kind of my shoe in. Of mm-hmm. course, I pro- I read a little bit in the nineties, some Spider-Man, but I've never been as hardcore as Mr. Jones over there. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm very much in the same boat. So don't, don't fret. It's, it's going to be fun to, to kind of learn the backstory of a lot of these things and, and learn from the expert, Mr. Jones. Yeah, I don't consider myself an expert. I'll just go back to you <laughs> saying how old I was because I, I, you know, it was just, I have a very OCD personality and, you know, Clarence, you've made reference to it's either, you know, I'm all in or I'm throwing out the kitchen sink, you know, so I'm either in it or I'm done with with it. So with comics, I was pretty much like, you know, I can remember, you know, being in high school and um, either Curtis or Anthony or, or Tim or somebody would be going with me on Wednesday afternoons. We would go to Hattiesburg to, um, you know, pick up comics. And that would be my sole purpose of going to Hattiesburg was nothing more than that was the closest comic, you know, shop that I could find. And so it wasn't that I was like, you know, Mr. All into it. It was just that was what was available. So, Megan, interesting question. You said that you kind of got started with 2000's X-Men movie, correct? Yes. So what did you think of Storm in that movie? In the first movie or just the that particular series altogether? Just just that particular series altogether. Um, I felt like they didn't do her justice. Like I felt like she could have done a little bit more. I loved, you know, I feel like the biggest thing that they kind of had with her was her, the difference in her hair. They, I mean, one is Halle Berry. So you're always going to love Halle Berry and whatever she does. But I feel like the biggest difference or like, you know, uh, the biggest improvement, I guess, is what I'm trying to say for her was like her hair. That's the only thing that I really noticed because I feel like she could have done, they could have done her so much better. Her character controls and manip- she manipulates like the weather and I felt like one, it took her too long. I don't know if that's like the CGI or whatever, but I felt like they, you know, as she was doing this, she was still getting beat up. Like they didn't give her any kind of action. So let me ask, let me ask a, you know, pose a question. You know, you made the comment of Halle Berry and she does great in anything. Clarence, what did you think of casting Halle Berry? Beyond uh, well, how she, you know, she's Halle Berry, but other than yeah. that. <laughs> of course, Halle Berry. No, I mean, I think if you look at, the movie of the time and just the the emergence of comic book movies in general they of course kind of had to cast a star in that role and mm-hmm. uh, let's just be honest how many choices do you really have in in early 2000s uh late 90s hollywood you know that somebody that could kind of fit that role and of course she was a very big star at the time so yeah um throw her in there uh does he does she fit the role maybe not. perfectly? Not. Uh, no. <laughs> maybe not, but hey, I enjoyed it. It was it was Hallie. <laughs> especially now, like I didn't know, especially not from the movies, they didn't um reference the fact that she's from Africa. Like she didn't even have an accent. So I think yeah. that definitely could have done a better job. But I mean, again, I was to put my age out there. In two thousand I was ten, so I don't really know. <laughs> how or how many African um, descent like actors there were back then. I mean, I'd have to do my research, but I don't, especially female. So I don't know, but they, she didn't even have accent. They didn't even give her that. So 
yeah, they definitely could have casted it better. And then, you know, coming from where we are now with a whole bunch, like a slew of African descent um, actors out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they kind of like scraped the 2000 series and they're starting over so they can do it better. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. pose an interesting point here. So we're talking about who could have played Halle Berry, I mean, played uh, Storm instead of Halle Berry in 2000. And I'm going to suggest the person who will be playing uh, T'Challa's mother in The Black Panther that is coming out next month. Angela Bassett would have made a much better <gasps> Storm. <Hi>. Go ahead. <laughs> I just love Angela Bassett. I'm honestly, Angela Bassett would have done a great job. I think even, I mean, obviously like a younger Angela Bassett. Well, she would. Okay. That was saying in, in, in 20 years ago or almost 20 years ago. That is a younger Angela Bassett. That's true. So for going off of like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. To cast, she would have been very good. Also, um, I, I'm blanking on her name, but how to do it with murder. What's yes. her name? Uh, uh, um, yeah, I know you're talking about the, um, yeah, her. Um, yeah, she would have been a really good one. And, um, yeah. See, here's, yeah. here's my issue. And, and if you guys disagree, you know, say so. But my issue with Halle Berry was not how she looked, but there is a presence in the comics, e- even in the comics and written, you know, just pictures. There is a presence that Storm has. And it's not height or anything like that. It is a physical presence that's always been portrayed of regalness and of when she enters the room, you know, Storm is there kind of feeling. And I did not feel that with Halle Berry. I didn't know that that was the presence because, again, I didn't I haven't read any of the X-Men comics. But I will say this. I from what I've read, like on um on Wikipedia about her character, it, there just wasn't, she was, she wasn't timid. You know what I mean? Like she definitely was, um, very powerful and very, um, confident about her powers. And in the movies, they just made it seem like she was being schooled herself. So she was really timid and she wasn't very, you know, confident in her abilities and she was kind of scared of them. Or at least she just didn't know how to fight. Either she was just scared of combat, period. I don't know. But, they could have done a lot better. They, you know, she improved a little bit along the movies. And I think in the third movie, I can think of like one scene that she was amazing in. Or was it Days of Future Past? Anyway, they could have done better. <laughs> All right. So, Clarence, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I just I just think it's an overall sh- And I'm going to look more, uh, take it a little bit off of Hallie uh, individually and put it more, as I tried to say a minute ago, more of casting as a whole. Because I think now the movies are more generate or more geared toward getting people who fit the roles of these characters maybe a little bit better mm-hmm. than 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 we did when the when comic book movies were first coming about. Because to to make these movies pop movies popular, I don't think geekdom was in the in the uh, in the culture as much as it is now. So back then, in order to make these movies popular, we needed star power. You know, so yeah. maybe maybe it's a little less of getting the perfect person for that role and more about filling it with somebody who would sell tickets. So I don't I don't know. Point uh, taken. I like I like I still like Hallie as a <laughs> as Storm. I don't know. I guess I'm biased there. That makes a lot of sense. And maybe it, 
not even just the casting, but like maybe it was the writing. Maybe they just did that to her. Because I mean, I don't think that I think that, you know, Halle Berry is a phenomenal actress and she I mean, now she's doing a lot more typecasted movies, but she was, you know, very versatile. So, I mean, I think that she if they had written her better, if they had told her better then maybe. But I don't know if. I also think that they had a lot of, to start out one X-Men movie, they put a lot of the X-Men in it. Yes, you know, good point. A lot of actors, <laughs> yeah. a lot of different characters. You can't really develop any of them well. Good point. It's, good point. Especially for a, a first movie to have that many characters in it. And right. we even see it with some of the movies today, <laughs> Justice League, uh, where you have so many characters <laughs> <laughs> that it's hard to devote enough time to each of them to, to do them justice. And I definitely feel in, in the X-Men movies where they had a bunch of people in, in that movie. So. Oh, so you just help, help me segue into something ooh, that would be really, really cool to talk about. So you said, you know, that, uh, want to do movies justice. So let's bring us up, uh, to about three years ago. And Megan, I've got a question for you. Okay. Superman versus Batman. Did you go see it? I did see it. Did, I did. Did you like it? If you did, I, that's cool, but just curious. Okay, so here's, let me, I'm going to give you a little bit of, of background on me. I think personally, I'm very, I don't want to say critical because I'm not, I think I'm very understanding when it comes to movies. Because one, I understand that some, like, movies have to be, characters have to be introduced to a certain extent. Backstories have to be given. Like, I get that. But, you know, when people go see a movie, all they want to see is action, fighting, here and now. And so I think that it could have been done a lot better. But I don't want to call it a bad movie because I get that this was their first time meeting, apparently. I don't know. Like, they'd heard of each other, obviously, but just never encountered. Now, I'm thinking that a lot of the people who said it was terrible are coming off of the comics of, like, when they first met or whatever the case may be. I heard that Batman's suit was trash. I mean, yeah, because that wasn't even the suit that he was supposed to have when, uh, during the Batman versus Superman. I don't know. But I didn't mind it. I didn't love it. I didn't mind it. Okay, so just out of curiosity, do you think I liked it or do you think I didn't? I don't think you liked it. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> because, I mean, you're coming off of growing up on comics. And so I'm thinking people who are very, you know, comic-oriented wouldn't like movies that the, you know, the writers have just kind of gone away with. Okay, Clarence, would you like to reveal the answer to that question? Yeah, I think Kyle hates that movie more than any comic book movie ever. <laughs> Bingo. Yep. I literally 100% hated that movie. Really? Well, yes. I need to know why. I hated Lex Luthor. Totally <sighs> okay, he hated Lex Luthor. <laughs> He's not that bad, Kyle. He is, ho he no, is no, no. horrible. Yeah, no, he wasn't. And I love Jesse Eisenberg, but I also think that he's a very awkward actor. Like, I think that that's yeah. his kind of personality in real life, because if you even in social uh, social media, it wasn't social media. That's not the name of the movie. Uh, social Network. When social Network. He yeah. was awkward and he was like this whole like jittery kind of person. And so to bring that into like enhance that into Lex Luthor's character, I think that that was the wrong approach. I agree. I, I agree. Show him as like a psychotic person 
who just was like one step off of the off the ledge. <laughs> and then at the very end of the movie, he jumped off the ledge, got his head shaved, and he's just holding. I'm hoping that now that his head shaved, he'll calm down. Like <laughs> I'm hoping that that that's <laughs> kind of like his his segue into the calm, calculated, and brilliant Lex Luthor that we all know and love to hate. Yeah, and he, and I didn't, I hated, I, I hated to hate him. I didn't even like him. I mean, that was, you know, it, okay, it, he, you love to hate him, man. Let's be honest. No, I, no, no, no. I hate, I mean, if you would have said he was the Joker, I would have been, you know, I would have been like, okay, cool. He would be a good Joker, but he is the end. I don't even think he'd be a good Joker. I think he'd be a more like a better Riddler than anything else. Oh, like, maybe, wow. Okay. I yeah, could go with that. Good. I, I, I could go with that. Anything but Lex Luthor. I mean, that, that whole, <laughs> I mean, that was just irritating yeah. to me. So, 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 so I have a question. We, we, we were talking about casting a little bit. You know, he was cast as Luthor. What do we think? And I mentioned this a little bit earlier again, like talking about people who may never been cast in a particular role 20 years ago. What do we think about Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? What are you, what are your thoughts on her? And, and, you know, again, like we probably would have never got a woman that looked like her maybe 20 years ago playing this role. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on her and Wonder Woman in general? Who are you asking? Yeah. Uh, you, Megan. <laughs> okay. I personally, I love her. One, I don't think that she, she hasn't done much. And so for them to, I feel like they kind of wanted to get a new face because you have like your, you know, you'd have like your just, Whenever you think of like a gorgeous actress, you have there's like a little list. And yeah. because she's so new, I would put her on there and she sure is on there now, definitely, but I don't think that people would have like assumed that she would have been, hey, Wonder Woman. One, she's super skinny, and I'm thinking like Wonder Woman, especially from the comics, has like muscle on her. But it didn't I mean, it, it she was great as it was she was actually really good. I love Wonder Woman, personally. And, um, like, I think that everybody kind of just knows her from, um, Fast and Furious movies. And then she didn't even really have a big part. She was more, they had to make her a girlfriend in the end. Essentially, she was a girlfriend. And so, um, you know, she had her parts, but she used her body for more than anything else. In this movie, they didn't even really use her body. Like, you know, Wonder Woman has her costume and yet yeah, emphasizes like her legs and her boobs are, you know, perked. But other than that, like she didn't use her body to do what she had to do. So I loved it. I think that they did a very good job on this movie and, you know, showing her strength as opposed to her beauty. It, that kind of came with it, but you know what I mean? So, so do you think, okay. So do you remember the Linda Carter, uh, Wonder Woman TV show, Megan. I do, yes. I didn't watch it, but I remember. <laughs> so, so, so even if you didn't watch it, but you've seen, you know, the pictures of Wonder Woman in the bathing suit, basically is what it was in the traditional. And this, this costume is more, you know, looking into the Roman, uh, gladiator type costume look. Exactly. So do you they think that was a good choice or a bad choice? I think it was a great choice, yeah, to be agreed. completely honest with you. I liked the uniform. I thought it was a, a very good step up <laughs> than the, than the co- I mean, the bathing suit. It was a bathing suit. That is exactly what it was. So, Clarence, what about you? What do you think? Do you think the bathing suit would have worked, or do you think that um, they did the right thing? Nah, that, it, wouldn't, it would never work in today's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the gladiator costume was the way to go. I loved it. And it just kind of, it just fit. 
with the storyline of like where she grew up, where she's from, who she is, it fit. Yeah. And I think DC Comics was very smart to mimic that same costume is now what Wonder Woman wears in the comics. You know, and I think that was very smart to, you know, uh, do away with the bathing suit, replace it literally with what she has on in the movie. So I think that was smart. So, uh, Megan, let me ask you this. So we've talked about Wonder Woman, but I want to ask one more thing on Wonder Woman. Going back okay. to 2000, do you think that in 2000, two, this is a two-part question, part one, would this comic book adaptation of a, you know, of a character in 2000, Wonder Woman, would it have been the same story that we saw if it was, you know, made then? And if so, or not, would it have survived at the box office? Would it have been a hit, you know, 18 years ago? Uh, Just going off of, I'm going to say, unfortunately, no. And this is why in 2000, I don't remember a lot of comic movies coming out. I think that X, I don't want to say X-Men was the first one, but it actually might have been. When was, cause Spider-Man was after X-Men, wasn't it? Yeah, not? it was after Spider-Man. I mean, it was, yes, you're right, after X-Men. Right. And so I think that, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say that no, it wouldn't have, but one, I don't think it would have, I know for a fact it wouldn't have done as well. I think this is like the first, like, this is the first superhero or super, um, movie that came out that was like leading a woman. Yes. Uh, with, with, uh, with what X-Men are, are, Oh wait, Wonder Woman. Absolutely. It was the first woman. Yeah. So, um, I'm not gonna, I don't, I want to have more faith in our country. (laughs) And you know what? I just realized I said something wrong. It, It is not the first, uh, headline by a woman, but it is the, one of the first, that's been really touted as a big movie. I mean, Halle Berry, a couple of years. Yes, that horrible Catwoman. (laughs) And then, but then Michelle Pfeiffer did, but Michelle Pfeiffer was a co-star. She didn't have her own. Wait, wait, Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't in that one. Now I'm about to look it up. How many? No, Michelle Pfeiffer had, she was uh, her own Catwoman, but she wasn't in her own movie. Right, exactly. So Clarence, what about you? Do you think, um, that if Wonder Woman would have been made in um, 2000, would it have been successful? I don't know. I'm going to change the question a little bit. I don't know. Of course, special effects are better. I don't know if it could have been made in 2000 at the scale it was. Um, it would have been a very different movie uh, in 2000. So by that token, I don't, I'm not sure it would have been as good because <laughs> I think it, in 20 years ago, it would have been a very different movie. Um, it's kind of he- heavy CG dependent on a few parts, oh. but. Absolutely. When when it comes to that, like CGI and like the whole special effects, I mean, just coming from where we are now, it was trash. I don't want to call it trash, but it wasn't great. It was not great. <laughs> not great. So in that sense, yes, it, no, it definitely wouldn't have done anywhere near. It wouldn't have even looked like this. It would have been quite different. And even because like, let's look at the um, um, oh my, the morphing of of Captain America when we first came out with Captain America, his suit was all basically spandex. So, and now you look at him now and he's got, you know, and it was bright colored. Now it completely changed. I don't think there's any red in there. There might be some like maroon, but he just looks bulkier than he did in the first movie. So can you imagine that wasn't, that wasn't 10 years ago. No, true. Yeah, true. 
they probably would have done a, a closer adaptation to the Wonder Woman from um, the show. Unfortunately, if we were going to go off of like, you know, costume wise and everything. But I think that they're doing uh, they're giving these women characters a lot more because I mean, even just how they wrote in Storm for them to do a DC character, you know, as a woman, I don't think that it would have probably been around the same. I don't think they even would have considered, which they didn't because it's not out 10 years ago, doing a movie with, you know, starring a woman. So yeah, and, go ahead. And I'm 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 all for uh woman power women power in movie uh, movies. I'm all for that. Uh, we have a particular movie coming up next year, um, Captain Marvel, which is placed in the 1990s, which I am really excited about, starring Brie Lawson. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm all for for girl power in movies. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just think that even in their minds, they're like, you know, this is we're starting out with this. Let's not, you know, let's not let's not go overboard (laughs) in their minds, which is, you know, even back then, like the whole cast and crew, not a lot of them were women. If I don't know, I don't know how many it would have been, but I know that they were probably thinking, hey, we're starting this out. This is a new, you know, a new thing for us. Let's let's give the people what they're used to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm glad we've gotten out of that era. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I want to, you know, kind of take us, segue us into, and Clarence, I think you helped do that, you know, talking about movies that are coming down with Captain Marvel coming, you know, after, you know, Infinity War. So, we, you know, in the Marvel universe, they have done a very good job in the cinematic universe of building a story that's kind of started and then just kept going and building and building yeah. and going. So, you know, we saw, uh, well, let me ask you this. You, have you seen, Megan, uh, Captain America Civil War? I have. So what was your thoughts first time seeing Black Panther? Oh, gosh. The first time he came on the screen, I was quite happy. Then the longer he came on, the, every other time he came on the screen, I was like, really, dude? Like, move. I was <laughs> frustrated with his character. I got that he wanted to avenge his father's death. The one, he didn't have all his all the information. He didn't really know who did it, and he kept getting in the way. And I was just like, alright, like they're doing a bit much with this guy. Like He can't take a hint. But I am very excited about his movie. I will say this in regards to Captain America in general. It didn't feel like a Captain America movie. It felt like an Avengers movie, and I was not happy about that. I felt like they had entirely too many um, superheroes in that movie. Interesting. So, Clarence, what did you think of that movie? Um, I think once I saw uh, Spider-Man, no matter what else happened, I was going to be happy because I, I thought it was cool seeing him in the movie. But but overall, as far as um, uh, Black Panther's uh, introduction, I thought it was it was good to have kind of that emotional tie to as to the reason why he's, you know, grouped with the rest of these guys. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do get Megan's point about, you know, OK, is he just blindly going into this <laughs> because he doesn't really know the truth? But, you yeah. know, he's try- he, he was trying to find an answer, maybe in a wrong way. But still, uh, I think we got a good picture of who he was in that movie. And it kind of made it made me excited to see more of what we can get from him. So, so I'm I'm curious, Megan, the 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 part that irritated about him was it 
the the fact that we didn't have more of a development because going back on you know something you said when you have an ensemble cast it's hard to develop you know a character like uh you know any new character so what would you have liked to have seen done differently with him um personally maybe a little bit more dialogue because i don't think i mean outside of (laughs) Outside of the very beginning when he was, I mean, for him to come in and sign the treaty that none of us really like, you're already questioning his judgment. Then when you see him jumping in at every, at the like the most inopportune times and just mucking everything up, you're like, okay, he's a hothead who doesn't really like, he doesn't, he's not willing to sit back and listen to reason. Cause I feel like, I feel like everybody was like, team captain america in this movie at least i was and so essentially he was going after you know bucky and fighting uh captain america and i just felt like if he had you know one had a little bit more dialogue too so we could have gotten we could have kind of seen where he was coming from off jump like in the beginning maybe it would have you know done a little bit better for me but i did i mean i was happy i love you know their casting decision to go with chadwick bozeman i love him and, um, you know, I'm very excited to see what they do with his character in the movie. So let me ask you this. How much do you know about the story Civil War that that was based off of? Not much at all. All right. So Reader's Digest condensed version. Basically, what happens in the in the comic is there is an incident at a school with some teenage uh, superheroes called the New Warriors. And something happens at this school that that creates a tragedy. And these uh, teenage superheroes are to blame. And the um, breakdown is still between Tony and still between um you know, Captain America, Iron Man and Captain America. And the breakdown is, you know, we want to register. We don't want to register. So it, it followed along really, really, you know, very similar. Uh, you know, they adapted it to the movie, but it was a, a lot similar annotation to, uh, the original Civil War that they had. I think that was about 2007 or six or seven when that story came out. So, um, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of how the original story went. So, uh, let me transition Clarence. What, what are your expectations of the, uh, Black Panther movie? Mm. That's a good question, sir. (laughs) And to that, I say, I hope it's good. (laughs) You know, I, other than that, I really, because I don't know a lot about the character, as I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of the the um, everyday geek <laughs> does not know a lot about this character. So so that being said, I think there are a lot of other ties that are getting people to this movie. Uh, we already know that it is uh, had the greatest what first they pre ticket sales or something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 So so. You, I guess we have to look at what's drawing people to this movie. Okay, we just mentioned we saw Black Panther in Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, people got introduced to him there. So, and I, I just know, I mean, I'm saying, I know a lot of people don't know a lot about Black Panther. So what is actually drawing them to this movie? <laughs> is is it, it, go ahead. <laughs> I think part of it is, is the primary black cast, which we haven't had a, a lot of, or none of in um for Marvel. I think that 
it's the primary black cast. I also think that it's the actors because you have like a lot of, um, I feel like there are a few actors that are like models in there. There's Chadwick Boseman, who's done a lot. He just did the Marshall movie, which is amazing. Um, I think it's a lot of things. I, and one, I, I also think it's Marvel. I think that there are, you know, several people who are, you know, the comic uh, people who know exactly who he is and they like his uh, character. There's the, and just the Marvel Cinematic Universe aspect of it. Like, I don't think Marvel's ever done a bad movie in my eyes, at least. So I definitely think this movie's going to be good. Oh, yeah. And then you have uh, Michael B. Jordan. When I tell you there are so many females that would love to marry a man listen, <laughs> doesn't even matter if he's the bad guy. But, um, yeah, so I think that there's a, a definitely a lot of appeal in this movie. And they've done a really good job about um, about promoting it. They've yeah. um, The commercial, just the one trailer, is amazing. And um, so I'm actually really excited about it. So what yeah, about you, Clarence? No, well, I was just going to piggyback about the the mention of the cast. I think that goes a long way. I made this statement on our um, our uh, biweekly grits call about uh, the cast, and is that Michael Jordan is argu- Michael B. Jordan is arguably the worst actor in this movie. Ooh. I mean, look at the talent they have, and that, that's a true statement. Look at the talent that I, I I will back that statement up. I'm not saying the worst looking. <laughs> I'm saying the worst actor at all of them that's not saying that he's a bad actor but the cast is so good the cast is so good people aren't even actors that are that are casted in it. like this is their first thing Ooh, fighting like. words okay you have angela <laughs> bassett forrest Whit- like, whitaker know, <laughs> you know i think maybe he was given some bad movies <laughs> let me say this i think he was really good <laughs> i thought he was great in creed. he was awesome in creed i agree, I agree. Oh, okay Okay. You can't be awesome and be an, a terrible, terrible and awesome can't go in the same No, way. no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> let, 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 let me reframe my argument. Okay. I, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just giving kudos to the level of actors they have on this cast. Okay. That's, that, that's not me saying he's a bad actor because I, I love him and the stuff I've seen him in. Uh, Proofill Station. Uh, but. <laughs> I, I I think in the scope of the actors that are in this cast, he's arguably one of the worst. Not saying that he's bad. Okay. I'm just saying the cast is really good. That's what yeah, I'm. Yeah, no, it is. It is. <laughs> and 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 you know it what is. what's interesting to me about the you know the character Black Panther is something that people never really even pay any attention to from his, a, a historical perspective. Well, let me mention Luke Cage first. Luke Cage was created back in the 70s. And, mm-hmm. you know, he starts out in the comics as very, you know, even the, the, the way they worded the things that he said, it was like he was such a stereotype in the 70s in his own comic. And he... You know, even his story, you know, it was, okay, well, it's the black man that goes to prison and the black man that gets out of prison and goes and does does whatever. People forget that the Black Panther, T'Challa's character, predated any of those characters. He uh, premiered back in the 60s, right in the beginning of Marvel Comics. And not only was, you know, he an, uh, you know, a a character of black descent. He was an African descent. And not only was he um, from Africa, 
He was also a monarch of a king of a very wealthy country in Africa, no matter what some people might call countries in Africa or whatever on, you know, but anyway, so (laughs) yeah, I won't go there, but anyway, um, so, you know, historically he's, he is in American comics, the first, you know, prominent character that was of any type of African descent. And the fact that they made him a monarch, you know, I'm not saying Marvel kudos to Marvel. They've done plenty of things they should not have done, but you know, that right there, he, he has a place in history for who that character is, is basically what right. I'm saying. Right. So he wasn't necessarily like a stereotype. No, no. He was a king from, from, from the first time he appeared to now. He, well, he's not been a king for a while, but still, um, you know, he, he was presented as, you know, this is T'Challa, king of Wakanda, the Black Panther. Yeah. I think. Something that's really cool about his character, you know, people love Batman and I think he's almost and I don't know if this was in their minds when when uh, I guess Stanley and Jack Kirby were creating this guy. Were they thinking the the opposite of Batman because he's rich and he doesn't really have superpowers. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle. All of his things that he do is skill and technology, which I think is really cool. Mm, almost he's got right. a little bit of a, super, a superpower only like he's got everything is enhanced i'll say that like his speed his agility his uh he does have some kind of like healing um power or healing mechanism it might not be that as you know i feel like he would be right on the line with captain america because captain america came off as just a soldier and they gave him some kind of serum to enhance everything but i still feel like he you know they might not be uh invincible but yeah, so so Megan, very good uh, analogy because because you're right. Whereas Captain America had the serum, there is a connection to some kind of panther spirit that um, the king uh-huh. of Wakanda, uh, you know, has a connection to, as well as there is an herb really? <laughs> that they eat when they become the king that gives them the enhanced agility and speed and whatever. But it only, it's like only in their bloodline, right? Because if somebody else were to try to, so I read, I was reading up on it last night on, um, again, Wikipedia, cause I don't have the comics. They were saying that, um, he lost, he was, um, he lost against someone. And so they took, or that person took over as, um, the Black Panther, but he essentially went into like a coma because when he had to eat this herb, he, it, his body rejected it. Because it's only in that bloodline that can eat that, um, you know, that herb or can withstand the the poison from the herb because the Black Panther is supposed to stay within that bloodline. I, I believe that ah. I believe you're correct, because there was a point to where there was another character that took over. Now, he gave the mantle for a while to his sister. Uh, right. and she became Black Panther. But there was also right. around that time where he, you know, was really um I think injured for a while. And when that happened, he, um, you know, became, um, you know, somebody else became the black Panther. So you're right. I'm not sure exactly how the story went, but I do know that there was something that happened, you know, about that time. Right. But he took, I think, yeah. So like after that happened and the person went into it, well, he, they said that he could have let him die, but he didn't. And so he took back over as a Black Panther, but he was still injured. So I think that's when he gave it to his sister or maybe it happened before then. I don't remember. But 
Um, yeah, so it essentially the herb, there's something with the bloodline and um, being able to withstand this herb, as well as they get some kind of like, um, all of them have some kind of abilities from that uh, mineral that's like on their island. Yeah, the, um, the vibranium. Yes, the vibranium. Yep. So, um, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna give a same number too. So, uh, ladies first, opening weekend number, speculate. The opening weekend? Yep. What do you think? Oh my goodness. How many million? Uh, I think it's about to be ridiculous. First of all, if the ticket sales are already this high, I don't know. I think everything's going to be sold out. If this is what you're talking about, right? Like what? Yeah, yeah. The, like uh, how many? Yeah, how many millions do you think it's going to make in that weekend? What's the? Tell me this. What's? Do you know what the? Um, let me look it up. Actually, do you know what the budget was? Hmm. You know what? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, me, it's Marvel, so we can assume it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it was unlimited. Okay. So Captain America: Civil War, their budget was two point uh, twenty two hundred fifty million. They made one point one three two billion. Now, I don't know if that was in the first weekend, but that's all together. Yeah, I think that's so all I'm together. Say, let's see box office in the first weekend. I'm going to say they probably had, um, okay, opening weekend, they had $179 million. That was what they had, $179 million. They had $250 billion, uh, million in their budget. I'm going to say, I'm going to be like, I think it's going to be at least... 200 million in the first weekend oh, wow. if they have if they have this many because like i said they said that this is the highest um pre-sales in marvel history so i'm gonna go ahead and give them that uh that next what is that 11, okay. 11 million all right clarence what do you think uh, i think it has potential to be anywhere between you know somewhere in the captain america range and uh 150 to 200 but i mean okay <laughs> I want to get into the argument. Well, not really argument, but you know, I, we were on a call with, with some more guys a couple of days ago and we were talking about the movie and some of, some of us came off as, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then like one, one person gave pause to, okay, let's, let's, let's make sure this is going to be a good movie before we're going to, you know, put all our praise and all of our energy and, you know, give all these accolades of, the cast and stuff this movie so by that token i don't know i hope it comes out and i hope it's a good movie and that will keep people coming to the movie because you know as a black person i see that i think that a lot of black people will come out to this movie again as witnessed by the pre-sales but also i mean i think of i, I start to think of things like okay is the normal moderate mcu parent going to take their kid to see this movie and that's the only thing that gives me pause about the numbers. You know, I'm I'm hoping it will be great and get a lot of people in the seats. But, you know, you still have that bit of negativity in the back of your mind. Like, OK, is everybody really going to take people out to see this movie like they came out to see Captain America or uh, uh, Avengers movie? I don't know. And I guess we just have to wait and see on that. Because reality says to me, no matter if she is from Israel as far as how she looks, Gal Gadot still looks like a white woman. Yes. You know, yes. you know, I mean, so yes, uh, Wonder Woman broke records, but if this was not, if what would the record may have been is I think what you're trying to say, if instead of Diana, it was Nubia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a hard thing to kind of 
say and you know you don't really want to kind of say oh a parent is not going to take their kid out because it's a black superhero but you have to kind of think that 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 might happen yeah yeah well i would say this though even if the movie was going off of what you said a little bit earlier even if the movie's bad we're not necessarily i mean people people listen to critics and people don't but what movie I'm trying to think of like what movie was absolutely terrible, but still, I mean, they made their money because people still watched it. Um, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Batman versus, <laughs> versus okay, Superman. So Batman versus Superman is, is a, a, an example for you guys. So, yeah. So I think even if Black Panther is bad, they still might make that because it's the first weekend. They're still going to make that money that first weekend. Now their sales might drop within yeah. that. I mean, after that weekend, but that first weekend, I still think they're going to get, that that large box office number. Yeah, and I want to give Marvel a bit of credit here because I do think it will be a fantastic movie. Every indication that we've had from trailers and the cast, it, it makes it seem as if it's going to be a fantastic movie. But not only that, I think that Marvel was smart by placement of this movie. It is, I think it's going to be pivotal to the Avengers movie that comes out, Infinity War. Yeah. So uh, and we've seen clips of that and we've seen, you know, Wakanda and uh, the Black Panther in that movie and even his people very prominent in that movie as well from the clips we've seen. So I think even if you maybe not that into Black Panther, I think still as a MCU fan, you have to watch this movie because I think it's going to be pivotal, pivotal, excuse me, leading up into uh, Infinity War. Yeah, I think you're right. Because you're looking, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking and listening to you guys, and I'm sitting here thinking, you, you know, when you said the where they placed it, because, you know, let's say, and, and you know, definitely I'm not, number one, I don't have children, but number two, you know, I wouldn't even be thinking this anyway, but... You know, if I were one of those parents that were saying, oh, well, I'm not going to go take my you know children to that movie, then if my children have sat there and watched all these other Marvel Universe movies and they're going to want to watch Infinity War and they're old enough or smart enough to understand, OK, I'm not going to, you know, they're not going to enjoy it or want to go see it if they don't know what's going on. Is that right. going to prompt me to take those kids regardless of what my unfortunate prejudices might be right hopefully hopefully that that would supersede that so yes in that point marvel smart 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 decision and even with um even with this last thor movie they had um they had uh dr strange in it yeah. and a lot of people including myself had no intention of going to see dr strange i didn't see the the appeal and then I was like, well, I mean, it's Marvel, so what? They've never done a bad movie. Why don't I just sit in this and go to the movies and see it? And I freaking loved it. Yes. That so and Ant-Man. Ant-Man were the two, and I will never, ever doubt Marvel again because of those two yeah. movies. Those two movies were amazing, and I had absolutely no interest in seeing a man shrink <laughs> to ant size. None. I had no interest in it. And I even, I mean, I love... Um, Paul Rudd. I just couldn't, I, I had no interest. And I saw these two movies and they were amazing. So Dr. Strange is in the last store and somebody was sitting behind me and they were like, I mean, who is that? Is that, that's who Dr. Strange, like, I need to go see Dr. Strange now because this man is, you know, I don't know whatever he's doing. It looks interesting. And I know he's had a backstory. So even if they don't see 
I don't I don't recommend seeing the new Avengers without, you know, seeing Black Panther, but you're going to have some people who didn't see it because of these prejudices. And then they're going to see how amazing his character is because I think in these movies, even though it's a lot of characters, they have to, you know, I mean, there's no backstory needed anymore because I think Black Panther is the last one who has to have a backstory. I think everybody else has been introduced. Spider-Man has been introduced. And so, um, yeah, they're going to be like, OK, well, I mean, obviously I need to see who this is and like what he's capable of. Yeah. And, and, and the Black Panther movie is really lucky, really lucky to be created in a time frame where Marvel is hitting on all cylinders or uh, Disney slash Marvel is hitting on all cylinders because their movies have just progressively be becoming more epic and more epic. And they are just at a great time to get this movie made, I feel, because because, yeah. I mean, Marvel can almost do no wrong. I mean, look what they did with Thor, arguably the cheesiest superhero out of all of them. Thor with the locks and the hammer. They made Thor freaking cool in Thor three. So they are. It's very cool. They made it funny. And it was. Still, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I mean, they did a good job. They made they had some funny moments in the Avengers movies, but like they made this one actually funny yeah. and you know i was like that's that's great because thor started to get a little stale and you know even though it was still good it was like all right you know okay but when you have somebody captivated with not even not just the action but in the entry but like you know you you've made it a comedy as well like you just you've hit all marks you, you did yeah. it you did it yeah and so, so I, yeah so i have a question for you guys do we think that the, the Black Panther movie will have those comedic moments, sort of like we got in Star Wars, and of course we get in the other Marvel movies. I kind of think this one is going to have less of that. <laughs> what do you guys think? Unfortunately, I, as excited as I am about Black Panther, I don't see it being that funny. He didn't he didn't strike me as a funny character, to be honest with you. So I, I mean, I don't see it. I hope that they've at least put a few things in it that's funny. But I, yeah, this one looked a lot more serious. Than, so, uh, so here's here here's here's my take. I think with and, and Megan, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I just realized I cut you off. And I apologize. Oh no, uh, no, you Um, you know, I think the the, the character himself, T'Challa, has always been, and it may be because of the you know he's been literally bred to be a king. I mean, he's a prince, and you don't think of a prince being you know. Uh, or a king being, you know, really personable for the most part. So I've always seen him as being very stoic and very, um, you know, almost unapproachable. I think if they're going to have any comedy whatsoever, the comedy that we will see will be between him and his sister and, and she being the person or the one person that can kind of, you know, make jabs at him and make jokes to him. Um, you know, that's where I kind of see if there's comedy, that's where the comedies most likely, I think, might come in. So, Kyle, do you think they can make this movie? And I know we've kind of ran it about dark movies uh, lately, especially in the DC portion of the universe. Do, do we think they can make it serious, but still hopeful and without being dark? Oh, absolutely. What do you, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I never saw Wakanda as being, you know, dark. I mean, it is a, think about it, it is one of, if not the richest kingdom 
on Earth or the richest country on Earth. And, you know, in the comics, well, up until about a couple of years ago, uh, you know, was kind of hidden from everyone. So, I mean, that's, you know, I, I never really saw them as being that dark. But on the flip side, they've never in the comics really focused on Wakanda that much or the intricacies or the, you know, behind the scenes stuff, you know, that much in the, in the comic stories. Hmm. So, so Black Panther's sister is Shuri. Is that right? Correct. Uh, do you know who the actor is, right? Who's playing her? I know who. Uh, she was in Doctor Who, uh, uh, the Raven episode with Clara, uh, with Clara. She was ah, also, okay. she was in the uh, last episode of Black Mirror this season. I haven't seen the last episode yet, so. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, she, she's been in a few things. I really like that actor. Mm, cool. It, it's just the cast in general. Yeah. The cast is just phenomenal, uh, from top to bottom. Uh, they, again, Marvel, just knocking it out of the park here. Yeah. Now, here's my question. Um, um, I just was doing some reading last night and I realized, well, one, I'm still a little uh, confused about the whole Sony and Fox and Disney and all these other people. I know that Sony is doing um, they're doing a Venom movie and I understand that they can't cross over with the MCU. Because of the reading that I did yesterday, which is so unfortunate. But so originally the MCU, they weren't really that's not that wasn't their name, but they were just selling off their rights to the comics to other. Correct. Uh, oh, just just dummies. All right. So here's here. <laughs> so here's kind of uh, where that happened or how that happened. So back in the early 90s, uh, back back um during the days when when I was talking earlier when we would go get comics on Wednesdays and whatever you would have like say X-Men number 1 and you would have not just one cover of X-Men number 1 you would have maybe five different versions of covers of X-Men number 1 and there were some of them foil variants and some of them and whatever and whatever and people back then were collecting comics by you know like you know, like trading cards, because that was back when trading cards were, you know, were really, really big. So the the comics market as a whole in the early 90s had this big boom. And just like with any tech bubble or any kind of bubble, it's eventually going to burst. So Mm -hmm. by 95, 96, you had all of these comic book companies that had sprung up left, right and center in the early 90s that went out of business because they couldn't sustain themselves. The comic market imploded and Marvel, well, luckily DC was owned by Warner Brothers. Brothers, so they were kind of safe there, but Marvel, owned by Marvel, um, almost kind of went out of business. And one of the ways that they kept themselves out of bankruptcy was going to Fox and saying, "Hey, Fox, do you you know want to um, have the rights to add the X Men characters?" And hey, um, you know. Uh, Sony, do you want to have the rights to the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man? And it may not have been necessarily going directly to that particular, you know, Sony or Fox or whomever, but maybe they put out those feelers to any of these studios and those were the ones that got 
you know, whichever particulars. Like Universal right. got um, the fan, not the Fantastic Four, um, the Incredible Hulk originally. That's why you had Incredible Hulk now appearing with um, Thor in the Thor movie because Marvel cannot produce a standalone Incredible Hulk movie because that's owned by Universal. So having said all of that, now you get to 2008 with Marvel Studios launching mm-hmm. Iron Man, which then in a couple of years helps Marvel put themselves in a position to where Disney wants to buy them. And that's what kind of brings us to today where, you know, Spider-Man is on loan from Sony, but now Marvel has bought, uh, or Disney has bought Fox and all this back and forth. The, the rigmarole that goes back and forth with that is the Fantastic Four as a comic doesn't even exist anymore. The comics for X-Men were marginalized for years simply because Marvel didn't own the movie rights to them. So it's okay. it, it's just a whole bunch of back and forth, I think. So it kind of makes sense. I feel like, I hate to talk about Sony, but I'm going to. I think that they they don't know how to do movies very well because all the Fantastic Four movies were not good. And uh, God, I don't know, even the first <laughs> movie with Jessica Alba, I think that the only appeal uh, to that was the fact that it was a first. I think that there's always going to be an appeal for a new superhero movie because it's the first. Like, that one was okay. That one was okay. The second one was not. Then the new reboot, I awful. liked it a little because of because of who I get I wonder. <laughs> um, no, I like I like Miles Teller too, and I liked. Um, I didn't get the whole. The, I don't. You know, I get that it was. And again, I told you I'm a little bit more lenient towards movies because okay, they wanted to do a backstory. Great, but it wasn't. The fighting scene took entirely too long, and it was too. It was like thirty seconds. So it was just. It was just dumb. But. That's all Sony. And it made so much sense to me last night when I read that. And I was like, ah, I get it. And then there's Spider-Man movies. The first one was okay, but they're awful at sequels. Their sequels oh, were not wow. We're going to have to fight about that. <laughs> the sequels were not good. The second one was okay. The third one three was, was not good. Garbage. Three, three was not the good. The fact that they had that man jogging dancing down the street. Oh, that was horrible. That was, was horrible. Like, you yeah. are insane. Okay, so here's here, here's what I say on that. We've got to have a separate episode all together talking about the Sony the, the Sony superhero movies. Just, yeah. Just let I think say Sony that. should just sell them all back. Oh, man. Hey, I love Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. That's nope. what I'm saying. Nope. Who's I your favorite? Yeah. My favorite is this one. Okay. I, I mean, you know, Andrew Garfield, he tried and he, he did okay, but I love Tom as super, and I, I think this is the first time that they've actually had a child playing a child's role. If you go back and look at how old Toby Mugari looked when he was in, when he was supposed to be in high school, they failed. They should have had him start in college or start as an older guy, like eight years after. He's a small dude. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but I agree with Megan. He, he did not, he did look old for the role. Yes. And then I don't think, I just think they did this one a lot better. Marvel, Marvel MCU did a lot better with this Spider-Man and Sony should just, you know, eat crow and give it to him. It should be alone. At this point, it should be okay. We're used to, we love this Spider-Man and it should always be this Spider-Man. And uh, that's just 
you know. Cool. Cool. Well, I think it's universally said that we are anticipating uh, Black Panther. I think it's uh, universally said that uh, we hope that it turns out well. But I want to kind of wrap this episode up and say, Megan, we had fun. (laughs) (laughs) I did too. Good. Well, you are invited back anytime. And, uh, you know, I um, know you're interested in learning more about Doctor Who. So, um, you know, I would love to have another episode where you're asking, because this is something, Clarence, that we've never done, is have for someone who doesn't know anything about Doctor Who come on and ask questions about Doctor Who, because usually we're talking to people that we've met that we that know, you know, that are big Doctor Who fans. So that, that to me, I think is an interesting spin of the, on the whole thing. Yes. I, I, yes, I don't know anything about him outside of what I've seen these first two episodes. And it, that's still, I feel like that's still not a lot. Cause you know, they come in and I like how they did it. They don't give backstory with this one. You come in like you were supposed to be there yet. Like you were sleep all yesterday and you missed. <laughs> whatever you know or like you've been asleep for like your entire life and you wake up and this man is just he's moving right, so and let, i like that i like when books start like that too like so I, let I, me ask you something did you you said you've seen the first two episodes so you've seen rose and the end of the world right yes okay cool cool so um clarence um I know you are, before we wrap, I know you're on some other podcasts that might be of notoriety. So would you like to share where people can find other things that you do? I'm not going to plug all of them. I'll just plug one. If you're into Star Trek and are watching the um, currently airing Star Trek Discovery, which is in the second half of his first season, uh, check out our reviews and commentary on those episodes at uh, stdpodcast.com. Cool deal. Okay. All right. So, Megan, uh you know, again, you're welcome back anytime. And I think you I have a feeling we'll be on future episodes of Discussing Who. And so for anyone listening to Discussing Comics, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Discussing Comics. You can find us on Twitter at Discussing Comics, but that's spelled C-O-M-I-X simply because uh, Twitter said I ran out of um, letters that it couldn't go any further. And of course, you can uh, find Discussing who at discussingwho.com and of course also visit us at discussingcomics.com so for everyone listening we appreciate your time when and uh, whether it's the morning the afternoon or whenever you might be listening to us we appreciate you listening and look forward to having you back next time 